Hi, everyone. Here's a sneak peek of Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie. If you'd like to hear the full episode, please subscribe to us on Patreon. Come on, bitch, bitch, let's go. Come on, get, get, get ready, bitches. Yes, Dana. I gotta tell you. What do you gotta tell me? I've got more. You know, I I've been you know giving a lot of thought to uh, plastic surgery, right? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because it's I'm getting to that point where like it's just sort of abandon the old Dana and you know just sign up for a whole new Dana. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. Trade that sucker in and call it a day, right? Absolutely. Okay, so I got a, a request from a Patreon and, and they said they were dying for a show with, uh, you know, an, a notable plastic surgeon to discuss, you know, what I was looking to do, but also, of course, all of the, you know, the reality stars that we talk about and some of the other celebrities and like what they've done and who's kind of doing it. And, you know, there's like a lot of gossip flying around about, you know, different people and all this stuff. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have a super good friend from a long time ago that he was like a God and he still is in the plastic uh, surgery world. And I was like, maybe I could get him to come on the show and dish with us. And he was even on the swan. Hmm. Yeah, like the one where they rebuild the whole human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he's like the real deal. So um, anyway, he was Dr. Randall Hayworth, who is my sweet friend. He agreed to come on uh, the show. So I need you to bring him in with some really great sounds now. Okay, Randall, should I call you Dr. Randall or Dr. Hayworth on the show? <laughs> uh, say Hayworth. <clears throat> okay, I'll do that. Dr. Hayworth? Yeah, you can call me Randall, too. So uh, <laughs> you know, I like Dr. Hayworth. You're, you're friends, too. So All right. So uh, I haven't talked to you in ages. Okay, so tell me a little bit about before I, I do want to ask you some questions, uh, you know, about the swan, because it, it was such a fantastic, you know, show it was such an interesting show, I should say. I guess my question to you is, what have you been doing? What are you up to? Oh, bloody hell. Well, what have I been doing? Well, pretty much the same, trying to serve the underserved of Beverly Hills and make them look, look great. Um, and also catering to the new, well, not quite new now, but Instagram crowd, where the Instagram has sort of created a seismic shift in terms of the way people seek out plastic surgery, et cetera. You know, so um, I, I like to say fake is the new real, where I have patients coming in and uh, they come in with uh, inspiration photos, which I do encourage, but some of them are completely um, filtered out, et cetera. So, Oh my God, they say, can I look like a filter? They are unabashed now. 
I say to them, they'll come in with a Kardashian picture. So, oh, I like that. And I say, you know that this picture, it's it's famous how viral, you know, her, her real cellulite and the bud is. Um, and I don't know whether they have 10 or 20 full-time Photoshoppers around, et cetera, but you can understand why. But they, you know, I, told them, <laughs> and, and, and I could tell them, hey, listen, you know, these are my bud and so on and so forth. And this is what I want to look like. And I'll tell them, hey, listen, I'll retort. Hey, this is just unrealistic. You know that these are real. Uh, these, these are completely doctored pictures. And they say to me, the patients, they say, I know that. And what they really are looking for is the fantasy. I had this conversation yesterday with my scrub tech. It's almost like they know they what they're buying is the the lifestyle. Um, I want that look. And no, and they understand that it's all unrealistic. It's like the it's a parallel with meta, you know, the metaverse that's going on. Um, you know, what is going to be real and what is fake. And it's all blending. And now it becomes, as I say, uh, fake is the new real. <laughs> well, I, that's that's a really interesting statement. And I, I think that is actually important for me to bring in the swan now because it kind of all started, <laughs> Dr. Hayworth, with the swan, okay, which you were in. Right. And, and Reluctant. you remember reluctantly, but like the star of it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, the girls are the star of it. But what did you think about, you know, being approached about a show where they literally don't they remake every part of the person in that show? What was the premise again? Just refresh my memory. Um, these are the buzzwords. Self-described ugly ducklings, because nowadays, as you know, uh, speech, free speech is uh, very liberally applied. You know, the definition of free is uh, means different things to different people at different times. But in their own words, self-described ugly ducklings who are given the chance of a lifetime to become the, like the, what is it, Hans Christian Andersen fable, the, um, become the swan. swan. And so that they would um, end up being given um, a fresh start. And what was interesting about it, it was an interesting social experiment. Uh, it was real. These were not just participants in a reality show. They were real patients. They had to put a scalpel to their flesh and cut and put sew sewing in. And, you know, some may have had an infection here or there or added swelling. They were real flesh and blood, real people. Um, and what it was is that they were, we had to pick them from hundreds of applicants. Uh, this is, and... I wasn't doing the picking, but they give us a big batch of people and we have to look for good candidates. In other words, those candidates which would uh, be uh, good visual before and after. That's the first thing. It's not like, oh, we want subtle here because that's not good TV. So we had to have something that would show also my talent because uh, I really get jazzed by all of this but also would make good TV. And also they had a good story. Now this was beyond my purview about the story aspect, but these people were given a chance in their lifetime of getting life coaching under the aegis of, you know, um, uh, Nellie Galan and then psychological counseling and uh, the teeth, et cetera, and then training. So they're basically saying, Hey, listen, you know, sometimes I'm sure we have all had this as human beings, like you've been so bashed about here and there and so on that you sort of lose your direction, lose the hope like, oh, God, well, I'm too old for this. This is I'll never be able to 
I've passed a point in my life where I'll never be able to turn things around. Well, that's untrue. You know, with a bit of discipline and uh, structure, albeit fake structure, artificial structure, where these people, once we picked them, were put in isolated in a Marina Del Rey, uh, you know, apartment complex, and all the mirrors were taken off. Um, And so these people were given a chance. And what was interesting was that I learned that these people, about 50, 60% were really happy with that chance. They appreciate it. Whereas another 50% or 40% were just, yeah, they were in for the ride for the show and for whatever uh, benefits it conferred them by being on the show, but they weren't into it. They were partly the architect of their own demise of why they were there. You know, like you can give them all these different things and chances, opportunities, but they really didn't take them. And um, that was just sort of an interesting thing. These patients then um, afterwards, they were after the surgeries, it was quite an ordeal, Dana, um, coordinating that with a normal practice. We were operating like six days out of seven, uh, nine massive cases, and we had to coordinate it. Some of these patients required multiple stages, and I wanted to make sure I did the face part first because we had nine weeks in order to make them look good for wow. And so I wanted to get an extra week head start. So we do the body stuff, or I did the body stuff later. The first part was the face. And um, then it all culminated in this quote unquote beauty pageant uh, where um, it was all sort of sublimely hilarious and bizarre. But I, in retrospect, you know, it was a double edged sword being on the show. It was good, and uh, it certainly brought a lot of Lukey Loos as well, and a lot of the dregs of society um, into into my world. Doctor Dubrow also had that same problem, you know. But he was on the show too. Was he on Swan? I didn't know. Yeah, both of us. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I, I should have known that. That's interesting. <laughs> <Wow>. Yes. <laughs> If you are liking what you're hearing, please review, rate, and subscribe. If you aren't liking anything, well, please go comment your concerns on Brandy Glanville's podcast.